Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. <laughs> what? Come on, sing with me. Hold my hands. You harmonize? This is a weird start. Kumba, kumba. <laughs> it's the perfect start for the arrogant healthcare marketing bastards. You just turned off like 90%. No way. <laughs> I think we just, we're going to double our listenership with that intro. <laughs> Singing campfire tunes. It's not, is that a campfire tune? I guess it is. Yeah. That's my way of dropping the religious bridging, bomb. Bridging last week's episode. What? Which uh, was volatile and caustic yeah. in its debate of <laughs> zany titles. So I thought we would just start with Kumbaya. Sure. No? God, you guys That's give fine. some like the meanest <laughs> stares. We need to get like a video feed so people can see how you're looking at me. I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We're the firm that puts on the podcast. Joined this week by Jackie Ritako, account coordinator with Interval. <laughs> and Adam Meyer, design director at Interval. Sorry. <laughs> Just some background. Shalom. Is that the, are those the only words to that song? No. There's like verse upon verse. Oh. Did you ever have camp when you were a kid? I did. Anyway, why did we sing Kumbaya? Well, if you missed last week's episode, we had a heated debate about a Business Week article called Twitter, Twitter, Little Stars. Uh, and I wanted to just follow up on it, both with Kumbaya and some nice comments we got on our blog. Uh, but again, it was an article about the kind of rush to hire social media experts by businesses and the Mm -hmm. the debate was whether the author was dinging the need to even have people for social media or whether he was more so dinging how people are going about like chickens with their head cut off. Right. So a couple of nice comments. Uh, And on Twitter, it seemed to be kind of some people thought it was, yeah, he was just, he was just making fun of companies for how stupidly they're approaching it. And others thought, yeah, he's, he's digging social media as a whole. So a couple of quotes. Candy Wolf of Metro Dental Care says, Poor choice of words by Business Week, but I understand the feeling of the KDAC rush you noted. I do believe social media has great merit, but also feel like we're headed down a similar path that led to the dot-com bubble burst. Totally fair. I think he mm-hmm. kind of alludes to that in the article, too. There is an automatic gold at the end of this social media rush. Some are placing way too much importance on one particular tactic. Remember the days when new grads can make 70K working at a dot-com? Some days it feels like we're there again, and I don't think the market can sustain the long term just as it did not 10 years ago. It's true. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. I had the privilege of riding the dot-com bubble to a certain extent. So I can, there, there certainly are similarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's the one difference is the dot-com bubble had a lot of money poured into it by mm-hmm. venture capitalists, right? Oh yes. And the market, not so much. I mean, well, I don't know. Twitter, yeah, Twitter and Facebook are valued at billions of dollars. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, right. it's different in that regard. I, I think investors learn their lesson from the dot-com bubble. I don't know that that's going to be, to the the same degree, the same mistake won't be repeated. Talk to Rupert Murdoch and how much money he spent for MySpace and ask him if it won't be repeated. Well, yeah, he's doing a lot of, (laughs) he's also putting all of his content behind uh, paywalls now too, which I'm not saying is good or bad. It'll just be interesting to see how that uh, That plays out. Yeah. 
yeah. behind my paywalls. All right, Jonathan Richmond. I don't know Jonathan. I should have looked up his bio. I'm so bad at this. Our preparation for this show is wanting. Horrid. <laughs> no. But you can find him, and we'll provide a link to these comments on the blog. Uh, but he also had a good response. He said, whether or not I agree with the tone of the original article, I have to agree with the overall point. Social media shouldn't be the lead at any company. I think that's what he's getting at with the quote, the chief social media officer may be supplanting the chief branding officer as the zaniest human resources, innovation, and memory. Social media, and then he puts in parentheses, sorry, folks, is still just one channel that a company can use to market and communicate to its customers. If you take a place on top of the marketing period, period, pyramid, you've got problems <laughs> since social media cannot address every marketing challenge. So I think that's totally true. Yeah, I like that. Do you think there are any chief social media officers? Are there seriously any? anywhere? Is there somebody with that title? I would imagine I they're prob. I, I would guess there are, but they've got to be few and far between. And honestly, it's probably unfair to rip on um, HR. The, the fingers pointed at HR there for that being a zany invention on their behalf. But they're probably like, what? You know, somebody from marketing is coming to them saying, we need a. Social media czar, or not even marketing, social media CEO, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, czar, right? (laughs) Social media czar. That's that's my title, right? But the people, I mean, the people at HR are probably like, what the? I mean, I remember what job where they, they, uh, my boss tried to have my title changed to something that was more appropriate to the role I had began filling, and it was a nightmare. To have, I mean, HR was like, well, we can't, uh, right. we need, what does this title do or what is this position going to do? And it's like, well. Especially chief. Right. Chief is, needs to be reserved for real things. I mean, you could even question chief, <laughs> chief innovation <laughs> officer, <laughs> right? Real and we've, uh, we, last week we won't rehash it, we questioned chief branding officer. Right. But chief social media officer would be like having a chief printing officer or a chief well, media yeah, buying officer. Yeah, I think of yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And it comes down to the point that I was making before is like, yeah. It's just another communication channel. If your communication mm-hmm. professionals that you already have on staff are entirely clueless to what this thing is, then they've been, you know, sorry, their kind of heads have been up their butts to a degree because up you, your butt, Joe you need, you need <laughs> nobody touches Joe Boo's rum. <laughs> um, that's your job. If you're a marketing professional, you need to know what the upcoming channels are. You need to be paying attention to this stuff. You know, social media should not have caught anyone off guard if they're really passionate about doing what they, what it is that they do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It seems like a lot of scrambling to me. I'm going to leave it with Nancy, Nancy Colley Jean, who we've called out before. Um, I think her quote sums it up. Thanks for sharing. Some people still don't see the value in social media or branding for that matter. So it seems like it's a little bit of both. Like some people are saying, yes, this is dinging social media, and other people are saying, no, this is dinging the kind right. of dot-com approach to throwing money and people at it. Well, and I think to de- not, not to defend people who belittle branding, but I think that they, they're probably people who look at the definition in, in a light differently than a lot of us look at it. Um, yeah. You know, we, we was it last episode that we went through the our definition of branding two episodes two, two ago. Episodes ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think if you explain to to people with that mindset that that that's how most marketers view branding or sh- should view branding, mm-hmm. they would they wouldn't belittle it. You can't belittle that. You can't belittle the patient experience. Well, I right. suppose you can, but 
many hospitals seem to try. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they're both they're both valuable. It's just how far you take. Right. How far you take it within your organization. So that's where I get stuck. Well, and the, and the thing that the reason why I hang on to branding as potentially a chief title is because branding, as we talk about it, affects should affect everything you do. It should right. affect the products you put out, the services right. you put out, the service, who you hire, what you charge, where you have your your stores, your facilities. It affects everything because everything that you do impacts your brand. Social media is not near to that level. You know, social media is not going to impact how you design a car necessarily. I mean, it can, can be a little part of it, but no more than a telephone would be a part of it because it right. just allows people to talk to each other. So, yeah, I don't know. But but nice feedback from people. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right, well, call to draw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to talk about something else that I, I know we have talked about this before. You guys don't seem to remember it which probably just means I bored you with it and <laughs> yeah. you've, you've wiped the slate clean from your mind. Uh, it's a, out. Well, I think I talked about it in the same state I'm talking about now. And it's the book called the brand bubble. Mm-hmm. And I believe I mentioned it in the podcast as something that, that I was going to read and would report back and then got like four chapters into it and fell off. Like I do with 50% of the business <laughs> books I read, but now I'm back into it. I want to get back into it and I'm reliving some of the things that made me kind of, Stop. Literally, this is what happened. Mowing the lawn, listening to an audio book. Stopped mowing. Had nothing to write with. So recorded a little voice record on my iPhone to mm-hmm. say, remember this. And remember what you thought about it. So I could go back inside later and, and write it down. And you played it back later and all you heard was a lawnmower. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> this iPhone. It's not working. Uh, just to recap the brand bubble, it's written by John Gertzema and Ed it's either Lieber or Libar. And it's basically saying that uh, business businesses in the markets are overvaluing brands. So if you if you think about like there's statistics that say anywhere between fifty to seventy percent of any company's value on the stock market is its brand value. Mm-hmm. It's a um, what's it called? Darn it. It's not a an actual hard asset. It's an intangible asset. Mm-hmm. So the value yeah. of if you paid money for Google right now, you would pay billions of dollars, and eighty percent of that would be because it's Google, not because right. of the people, the facilities, the technology, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. It might be the trademarks, it might be the name, it might be their patents, but it's all those things. So, and what they're saying is that's vastly overvalued, and the reason they say that is because. People don't value brands. And there's a disconnect between how businesses value brands monetarily and how us as consumers are valuing them. And there's a growing disconnect. And because you've got sellers and buyers that aren't lined up, you're going to have a bubble that bursts. And they draw illusions to like the real estate bubble. Mm-hmm. That in a nutshell is what it is. The, the biggest problem I have with this is this is for the um, – God, I'm, it's just a bad preparer. And I can't open a book because it's an audio book. <laughs> but it's the brand value, van brand asset valuator. It's some massive ad agency research base that's been going for like 20 years. Okay. Uh, and that's what they're basing this on, their findings from it. The biggest challenge with this is they're using what people say about brands to make this argument. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get stuck. It's not how people are behaving. It's what they're saying in surveys. Right. So here's here's an example. They said... 
Of consumers recently surveyed, only 4% said they would stick with their brand if a competing product offered the same value for a lower price. And when they say this in the book, it's the culmination of like a chapter of building this case for why people don't like brands. And when they say that quote, they stop and they go, did you hear that? (laughs) Only 4% of people. (laughs) No wonder brand loyalty is dead. Uh, as and, you're flailing as you're mowing the lawn. And, I, and that's where I stop. <laughs> right? I stop mowing. Because really what they're saying is 96% of us would switch brands in a heartbeat. Right. For yeah, a better deal. That's pretty aggressive. And, and in my humble opinion, and I'm being very gracious to others and their viewpoints and their perspectives, I tend to think that that's utter bullshit. <laughs> and I, th- I think that because, again, it's just the overall message here is what people say and what they do are not completely different thing. Well, oh, correlated. Totally. Cases, right. So who is not going to say that on a survey? Right. Chris, you are, you have product A that you're loyal to. You're offered product B, which does the same thing as product A for less money. Would you use it? No, <laughs> I'm a drone. I'm a, right. I'm a, I'm a complete idiot. I'm a complete robot that is moronic and would not make right. a decision that's better for me. No, I would not do that. Right. You can't, that's, a great example of a hypothetical situation that does not mirror reality. reality. Oh, I totally agree. Mm-mm. It does not. And it's it, a great, it's just a perfect example of why surveys can just be we, misleading, yeah. entirely misleading. You can find so many examples in real life where that, yes. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I know we always talk about Apple, but like, you know, you have an iPhone and then someone says, you know, the droid does the exact same thing or as the iPhone. Or maybe that's not exactly a mirror. No, it is. No, that's, that's a great example. People still aren't purchasing as much as, much as no. Apple. That and guy I bet from you Best they're Buy. More, less expensive. Well, that well, guy from Best Buy who made those see. online videos, he got in trouble for it, making fun of Apple iPhone purchasers. And then he made fun of Droid purchasers right. too. Right. But his whole point was these people are so cult like that they don't right. see the reality and they stick with their brand. And that's an extreme example, but there's. Right, and and it's interesting. I mean, if you look statistically, if you look at um, the market right now, the number one selling phones are Android phones. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're. I'm not sure. I maybe I shouldn't say they're number one. They're beating iPhones, but when you look at market share in terms of operating systems for smartphone users, BlackBerry is still number one. Mm -hmm. iOS comes in number two. Windows Mobile comes in number three. And Android comes in a distant four in terms of market share. And when you look at this on a pie graph, I mean, the slices are pretty big right. in terms of the difference. Android is a very small percentage of the overall um, operating system usage out there. So even though their phones might be selling like hotcakes right now, it doesn't mean that it's... People like, are switching. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it... it this book is arguing that people are just like literally at the store going, okay, I'll do that and I'll take that. And I don't care what I pick. And I know Adam, you've talked about that, that part of your personality, but the reality is most of us are, we're creatures of habit. Change is really hard. Life threatening change is hard. I mean, there's great, great studies about people who have heart attacks and all they got to do is take like their medication and they can't even do that. They can't change their habit. I mean, we're lazy. We, are scared of something new. I mean, I buy the same bread every time I go in there. It's not because I'm a I'm an idiot drone who's been bought into the old home brand as much as it is, am I really going to take a risk to buy a different bread that I might not like? 
For me, I, I don't know it. I don't have time. I'm not going to research bread. I you mean, see, the thing for me, though, efficient. is I, I struggle right. to identify brands that I'm loyal to. Except for Apple. Except for Apple. And but, Nissan. But I'm well, not even necessarily Nissan. Actually, what were your last two cars? No, just this one. This is my only Nissan. Although I would get another Nissan. Well, I thought you had one before. No, I had a, I leased a Cavalier before this car, actually. Oh. Although right now I'm looking at... Um, you know, our, we have a, other than our Xterra, we have a, a Scion, which is a Toyota. And um, that lease will be up pretty soon, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to get. And we might actually look at an American car. I'm look, thinking of looking at a Ford of some sort, mainly because it's a, it's a brand thing. But I've, it, I respect them throughout the, the bailout mm-hmm. process of not being, you know, when, when, when the government said, here's your fat check, they were like, no, we don't want it. And right. uh, continue to innovate, and even after the bailouts, have they are a profitable company again? So I don't know. I, I admire that, and and we're looking at some options there. Also, the, some of their cars right now look pretty pretty sick. The Taurus <laughs> used to be kind of this joke. <laughs> Damn, of a car. yo, the Taurus is the Taurus, the Taurus is never is sick. sick. It shall no, never no, no, be I'm, sick. I, what we're looking at actually, if, yeah. if if we lease something, I would never lease an expensive car. I'm I'm I'm, I'm of the mindset Taurus if, if you're going to lease. Taurus, when you look at their lineup of cars, the Taurus is the, at the highest end. What? The Taurus really? is after the Mustang, even. When you look at like the, the base models of everything, Dude, Taurus are you is sure. Completely... The Taurus no, used yeah, to always go, be go the to, mid-level to, car. Nope, go to FordVehicles.com. Right now, they're, they're always ugly. Right now, they're, the new Taurus actually looks like a really nice car. I agree. They used to be really they ugly. They used to be, yeah. Yes. I, don't know what I would like never now. have in a million years have thought that I would say that I'm considering a Ford Taurus, but right now I am. It's, <laughs> yeah. the, Dude, the, the new so ones look you. nice. No, but we're the, actually. The, the change is complete. Young we Jedi. might look, we're looking at one of the. I could if see we, you in a cube. No, if we. I don't I Well, maybe. Yeah, I could see that too, actually. But that's a, that's a Nissan, right? I don't know. I think it's a Nissan. We're actually. If we lease another vehicle, I would never lease an expensive car. Um, it would be maybe the Fiesta, which is actually their bottom, their very right baseline car. But the stuff you get in it is pretty nice. You know, auto, no no key ignition. Um, the the Ford Sync, which is the whole in car Bluetooth right. system, and that's a standard thing. And but anywho, we digress. <laughs> we're digressing a tad. No, not really. No, we're talking about brands. We're talking. I know about you're saying it. it. I'm just going to hold you off because I still don't believe it. I no, still. I, I, I'm. But my point was before we got sidetracked was that I struggle to identify the brands right. that I'm loyal to outside of Apple. But even with that said, I'm, st- I'm not, it's not a good example for me because I also, I mean, I've, I build a new PC every couple of years as well. So I, I mean, I have windows computers too. I just, I prefer to use an Apple whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just struggle outside of Apple to think of other brands that I'm necessarily loyal to. Like when I go to get bread, which is your example, I buy, I don't, I find a loaf of bread that seems healthy and I get that. When but I, that just seems like clothes. I find that's stuff chaos, that's on sale. Dude. Do you do that with everything you buy? I mean, seriously, mostly, there is I mean, efficiency in saying, I, really. I want to pick the same thing because I know what I'm getting right. and I'm not taking a risk and I'm not, you know what? There's a risk in buying bread that then turns out crap because you just wasted your money. That happens. I, I know. When you, when you branch out. That's why we're just like... You buy something that's got all those little seeds and yeah, nuts, nuts in it, and you're like, what the mm-hmm. hell? This is bread. Why are there seeds and nuts well, in let's, bread? Well, let's just say you're an exception, even though I don't believe you. Let's say you are an exception, if it's true. No, no. I'm not saying I'm an exception. I'm just saying I don't... I can't uh, think of brands that I'm, that I'm necessarily loyal to I think outside some, of Apple. I think sometimes it's not obvious. I'll go I mean, to whatever think, coffee shop. I mean, you think of big brands or you think of like Coke and Pepsi. And I think, you know, when it comes down to bread, you just well, don't Dr. really Pepper. think that there's, you There's a good in. example. 
Okay, yeah, Dr. Pepper. I drink Dr. Pepper. I don't really like, I mean, I'll drink any soda, but I'll grab Dr. Pepper. So that's a good example. Right. But what, I think, you're, what you're saying is it's unconscious. Right. Java I mean, I monster. think there are so many examples where you just, you're, you're efficient and you grab what you're used to, but you just. It's a habit. It's a habit. It's and like it's putting your seatbelt on. I mean, I don't even think it about it all half the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. I buy the well, same cheese, the same milk, the same orange juice, the same dessert, the same pizza snacks. Groceries, I mean, are, groceries are a bad example for me because I just don't buy groceries that often. Well, I could change it to But I'll clothes. go to, Ar- I I'll go to Arby's to, almost every time for yeah, food. fast food or I don't know. I just think yeah. the majority of people are that way because it's easier. It's more efficient. You can, well, human, it's, how the, not, it's, how, it's familiar. It's how you're, the human yeah. brain works. You, you don't, it, it's taxing on your brain to do something right. new. Right. You, want it, you're, you, you, you are pulled to things that are familiar. <laughs> right. So hmm. I, I just think that that's the, the challenge. With it. Now, why, why are people saying it? Now, I think we have talked about this. And I think actually, Adam, the example you gave supports this theory. My pet theory is that more people are so like this 4%. Let's say it used to be 25% or whatever. It's, it's really low. Why is it shifting? Why are more people saying they wouldn't? I think it's tied to the cultural phenomenon of the last 20 years of institutions utterly failing us. Starting yes. with 9-11 in the government, yeah. going through the internet bubble, the tech bubble, all the scandals. Remember all the scandals that happened right after that? Then you had everything we just went through, which were financial institutions failing us, the government failing us, auto companies failing us. Banks failing us. Uh, all of it, right? right? And so the last thing you want to feel are, are people just don't trust them anymore. And brands are an institution. And I'm not beholden to an institution. So you gave the example of liking Ford. One of the reasons you said was because they didn't take stimulus money. They right. didn't take money. They're actually bucking mm-hmm. that by saying we are standing apart from that. We're not an institution. We stood on our own. That's really an interesting dynamic. Yeah. And I think that appeals to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, the Tea I think, Party thing, that's what is half of it is about. Right. It's about, well, yeah, it's a lot of it's about, I mean, individualism. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad that's involved in, in that movement at the, at, the, at the heart of it. You know, I think it's about, you know, getting back to the, the constitution and that kind of stuff. And with that, I can, I, I guess I what's support, the, what's but. the political libertarianism? It, it is. And it isn't. I mean, if you, if you listen to true libertarians, they'll say there are things that they admire about the movement and things that are, that disgust them about the movement. Um, so yeah, that's, it's an interesting dynamic. It is a movement, mm-hmm. you know. I but think one that's thing, appropriate to call it. Oh, that. most definitely, <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> it's a, a, you'll, it's a way home. You'll get that on the way home. No, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's 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 interesting. That's for sure. But you know, one argument that we've had a lot, mm-hmm. or discussion that we've had a lot too, is about the death of um, traditional media and like journalism falling mm-hmm. to the wayside. And, and I think exactly what you just said is one of the biggest reasons that that's happening. A, a genuine distrust of the system and right. people see the media as part of the system, which in many cases it seems like it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that people are turning to other sources for information and that's, you know, the, the system is eating itself alive. It's kind of imploding. Mm-hmm. It's, it's becoming a product of, you know, it's what it's becoming is their own doing. So it's, that's kind of a weird statement, I guess, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's all true, but I still think in the end, people will say that they're just, will still, it's hard work 
to to basically make a decision on the spot based on what's best for you every single time. I mean, it just is. Oh yeah, yeah. you would you would go yeah. crazy. Yes. Right. I mean, I know there are people that really try. They try to always find the lowest price and all that, but that's like a second job. Right. That's a that's a lifestyle that you know I just I want no part of. But a lot of people just don't even you even know, if they I, wanted to, they can't do it as much. I was going to throw would. out the example. I was going to say you know I one of the reasons I don't think I'm that brand loyal. Um, when it comes to like shopping for things is I'll go out and look for the, for the, for the best deals on things. And, and, and I guess I was going to say, you know, I'll use like Amazon to do that, but right there, I'm, I've developed a brand loyalty to Amazon right. knowing that that's where I can go a comfortable place, a familiar environment to find decent deals easily on things. Right. Cause you trust it. Right. And so, why risk something else? Right. In the, I think I'm probably on one, if you're on one end of the, you know, kind of scale on the bell curve, I'm on the other mainly because of I've spent the last 15 years owning my own business and I know time is money. I mean, I do I have a calculator oh, in my head and I can go, yeah, I could sit here for an hour and haggle for this, this VCR or whatever the hell I'm buying at Best Buy and save myself $20. That hour is a billable hour to me. And I'm going, that's not even close. Yeah. No, I, I, I t- it took me a year working for myself to develop that mentality. Not even, I mean, it was just months into working for myself right. where I was like, you know what? Time is money, and even to this day, every it's like, well, do I want to do I want to go home and wash my car by hand, which is going to take at least an mm-hmm. hour, um, which I know is just good exercise. It's a beautiful day. I probably would kind of enjoy it, but it's like that's yeah, an hour out of the day that I could be doing something more productive with. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know? not just yeah, money. That's interesting. Time isn't just money. No, time it's, is it's, yeah, it's your, spending time with your, your family, happiness, your, yeah. your all of that. Mm-hmm. So you're trading off on that stuff to spend the time it would take to be un loyal right and, unless you just really don't give a crap and you're like whatever right. i'm just gonna buy whatever well and some people i think some people find like um what's the word i'm looking for being thrifty and getting the lowest cost they possibly can is like an art to them it's yeah. like a, it's oh, like yeah, a game yeah. so yeah. that's you know for you it's probably the bane of your existence but no and that's pleasure for them so that's right. fair yeah, so, and I even mean, even I those suppose. people, I think have like like I think the Amazon example is a good deal. I think a lot of people who are right. thrifty will go; they'll have brand loyalties, and a lot of times it'll be brands that help them live the way they want to live, help right. them help them be thrifty. Right, right. But I think studies show like ten percent of the population is driven by price. I mean, even if it's twenty, that still means eighty percent of the people. You know, it doesn't mean price doesn't matter. It just means it's one of the things. It's not the driving thing. Right. The majority of times. Right. And I think most people would agree. I mean, if you think of your circle of friends, maybe one or two out of 10 are like that. I mean, I can mm-hmm. picture people in my mind that take pride in talking about, oh, you know, I shopped around and I spent right. two days and I found this great deal. And you're just like, dude, but that's what makes them happy. That's fine. I think that ratio is about right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> we will this time continue to break down this book because I'm going to finish it. Yeah, I like this. I'm making a public commitment to finish this book because I'm interested to see what they say is the solution to this. It's not to abandon brand building. Uh, I think it's for them. They have some unique things to say about energy as a brand position, for mm-hmm. example, uh, which I think is, is really cool. So I'm going to get past kind of the premise for the book and then get into some other things and, and have positive things, hopefully. All right. <laughs> so one more ad we love. This is awesome. And I'm going to premise this by saying I saw this campaign. I've seen this campaign, and I liked it on TV. And it's it's for Toyota Sienna minivan. And it, the ones I've seen, it, the guy, the father is bald. He's got like a goatee or a beard. He's got glasses. He looks pretty hip. 
Right. He thinks he's hip. He's got the hips. He's got yeah, the hipster thing. He thinks he's the like a shiznet, yeah. right? Uh, but he's in a minivan. And he thinks being in a minivan is the shiznet. And what I like about it is, A, they're funny. Uh, but B, it's, it's, it's somebody with selling a minivan going, these are not cool. There's no way to make these cool. <laughs> so we're going to actually make fun of ourselves and have fun with it. By, right. by exaggerating right. this guy. And the, and the one ad, before we get to the thing that Jackie brought to us, that I remember was the guy thinks he's so cool everywhere he goes, and he pulls into a, like a parking lot for a park, and he's, gonna, he's getting his daughter out, and he's unpacking the lawn chair, and another person pulls in with the Toyota Senate right next to him, a dad. And he looks over, and he's like, what the? You know, he's just like so put off. He's like, I can't believe... Somebody would like hone in on my shiznit. And he's so frustrated. <laughs> he puts his kid back in the car and he throws his crap back and he slams the door, gives a guy a dirty look and he pulls out. <laughs> like, like it's just destroyed his whole brand vibe. So, so that's what I've seen. And now you want to describe what you, what this is called and what you brought because it's awesome. What did I bring? Well, you're you the one who suggested ad? this. Yeah. What oh. we're actually, we're going to provide a link to. I think Adam did actually. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. But that's cool. <laughs> I usually bring the ads we love to the table, but, but yeah. The swagger Wagon. The Swagger Wagon. Which is just funny, period. This is the title. So same theme, mm-hmm. but it's a music video set to like a hip-hop rap kind of beat with these characters. There's a mom who, Jackie, you've seen the mom in an ad. Yep. Uh, and they're two kids, and they're rapping. Again, being totally cool, hip-hop. And it's hysterical. Well, and the, it it had it could have gone completely awry. I mean, sometimes those things just are not funny. Right. Or you watch them and you're like, oh, that's this kind was, of unfortunate. This was funny. It's really funny. It's really it, funny. It, it, it might be right. It's probably funny to a select group. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing once you get down to like the maybe mid twenties and younger, they're not, they're not, they just may not relate to it. I think all three of us are in a position where we can relate to this ad. Jackie's in her I young 20s. Well, no. She's I young think, and in her 20s. I think maybe like 50 and 60 and older would maybe not. Yeah. But once you, yeah, once you get to a certain right. threshold at, at the older level too, but just younger. I mean, there's people, I mean, all three of us are in the boat where we, well, you, you've owned a minivan. I certainly could I own indeed. a minivan at any time soon. <laughs> woop, woop. Jackie, you probably. I drove one in high school, don't worry. <laughs> With a wood yeah, paneling. Totally different. <laughs> It's kind of the whole. I think I think twenty somethings will, will like it because they see their parents, and they're and they're laughing at their parents. And sure. my set will see it, and, and hopefully will go, yeah, that's so true. Well, they can identify with the music. Yep. Well, I can identify and, uh, with the music. I mean, I like some of that music. Well, but you couldn't. The one we talked about last week, you didn't think you guys did not think that was that funny, and that had like a hip hop. Yeah, but yeah, it but wasn't that, as funny. That, I don't think how they did it was as funny as this no. one. Well, that was taking an actual hip-hop song, though, like an actual right. Billboard top, top 100 Billboard yeah. chart song and using it in an ad. This was a hip-hop beat with some dorky parents. But they show, True, like, but, and there's also visuals, like, when the, you know, like you would see, like, a beatbox or a amplifier where the, <laughs> the sound would kind of go up, like the red bars would go up. They show that, but it's a baby monitor. Right. And you know how the voice goes up <laughs> in a baby monitor? It does that to the beat, so that's a clip. Uh, there's a scene where he's, he's rapping, and he's sitting with his daughter at a tea table, and he's got, like, a funny, like, bonnet on, and he's, he's rapping about how he keeps his pinky up or something. And then a couple, but, like, yeah, when he's drinking tea. 30 what? seconds and, later, he stands up, and he 
wipes the tea table off of his arm, <laughs> just clears it off, and he stands up and he gives one of those like, you can't what? see me, but like, what up? You know, like his hands are up and he's giving the what? signs. And, right. And the other like, big difference. The other big difference. Hilarious. The other big difference between the Yahoo ad and the Sienna ad is that the Yahoo ad was literally showing like the bling lifestyle like the kid was dressed hip-hop right this was the baggy clothes the chains all satire. the people around him were like this this was like none of that this was like people dressed like we are right now right rapping so there was like really absolutely no element of like this bling lifestyle in the sienna ad outside of right. hip-hop music whereas the to- the yahoo ad was all bling the yahoo ad could have been funny still though and it just wasn't as funny for me but you would also kind of need to know the hip-hop what a hip hop video looked like. Like they had a baby pacifier, like swinging in slow motion. Right, right. And that would be yes. like some and guy's diapers chain. falling and kind of like, like bouncing with his right. See, but, but you're assuming that people like me don't know the hip hop culture. We actually grew up with hip hop. I mean, we hip hop was started when I was like in no, not college. you, but I mean, even older the than 40s. Well, I'm pretty darn old. Oh, I know. I'm the demographic <laughs> plus five years. Probably an old, old. Well, yeah, but then they're not somebody by dropping yeah, yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm old enough to know hip-hop and get that and also try to be hip enough because my kids are into it to, to know that music. Right, exactly. So I just think it's great because it kind of, it takes that lifestyle and people in that lifestyle have a hard time admitting that it's not cool. I mean, I can remember conversations around a minivan going, you know, it's not so bad. It's right. a lot of space. And we had the, like the Honda Odyssey, which was the cool minivan and, um, you know, people are like, I'm never, <laughs> oh, really? first of all, everybody says this when they, before they have kids, I'm never getting a minivan. Even when they have kids, I'm never getting a minivan. And then eventually you just crumble because it's so convenient and they useful. They are the bomb. Well, it, it and they're great, I think it but depends you try the, to rationalize it, it when you get it. depends on the size it. of your family, too. I mean, if you've got, like, assuming Glenna and I don't have any more than one kid, which we, I don't know if we will, we don't really need a yes, minivan. Yes, but dude, I'm but telling you. it depends you, on you, your lifestyle. We don't have a drive. We don't have multiple And you can kids. walk back. That's huge. So things like that are big. But but this is just all my, I'm telling you, all my friends went through the same thing. Shouldn't and then you rationalize it. You go, vehicle, oh, this is, you know, hey, mm-hmm. this is cool. And you should get one too. And it's not that bad, whatever. No, that's like saying, hey, living in a cul-de-sac where every third house is the same is cool. <laughs> it's not cool. It's a lifestyle choice you pick because right. if you want a sense. yard, if you want to ki- haul your kids around in a convenient way, you right. make these kind of Nope, I agree. I don't I agree. know if they're sacrifices. That's not fair, but they're not cool choices. They're convenient choices. Right. Right. But trying to paint them as cool is just, come on. Right. And that's what Which I love why about this, this is, is, so creative, is yeah. these folks are just saying, no, this isn't cool. <laughs> this isn't cool, but it doesn't right. mean you shouldn't have one. And we're at least authentic enough to say this isn't cool. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it will appeal to a lot of people. Right. All right, I'm done. Sorry, I was really going off there. <laughs> This I thought the, it was awesome. The Very other, funny. The other, the other ad, and we're past our time limit here. We should probably end pretty quick. But the other ad, maybe I'll just put it in the show notes that I was going to send to you guys, was an old, old ad that just had me roll on the floor. Maybe you saw it already, but it was for Johnson Motors. No. Oh, for John, the boat? Yeah, like it's like an outboard motor yeah. on your boat made by the brand Johnson. Yeah. But they right. had this old, old video where they 
their theme song was just hilarious because it, it, every every scene was you with your Johnson in some uh-huh. setting, and that's nice. what they say. How about. old is it? You, your girl, and your Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you, your kids, and your Johnson. How old was this? Uh, it was color. So it's probably from the eight, early oh, it was 80s. Oh, so you're not talking like two years old. No, no, no. This is like early 80s. Wow. Maybe late 70s. It was like very... It was like when color, well, I just shouldn't say when color advertising started. It was earlier color advertising. So it was probably color advertising started like in the 60s. When they started with color TV in the 50s. This might have been late 70s then. I mean, it's certainly within the realm of my lifetime. It's an ad I could have seen. Before we go, is your opinion that they did, I mean, clearly they did that knowing that there was a double entendre. No, no, no. make it so apparent that Johnson, I don't think. Oh, I'm going to tell you that they knew it. It's just whether or not they made it I, clear enough that they thought people would get the joke. Well, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to whether or not the term Johnson had that meaning sure back then. I, that's no, what I'm saying. Well, ad ag- the ad agency knew. And some, maybe, some VP know. of marketing that went out drinking with ad agency thought, this is hilarious. My boss won't even get this. It'd be, interesting, it'd it'd be interesting to know. I'd, I'd, really? have, I'd have to look at the history of, the, of that term i mean for me that that word became it originated right yeah where, what the origination of how <laughs> that because for me i that word never became a part of like culture in that sense until the whole big johnson craze you know the big johnson t-shirts that were out forever yeah. that was that was for me anyway when i was first exposed to the term were you, the word how old were you when i was in high school well, that this was when I was in high school, so I would have been like. I know that's what I'm saying. Johnson was a term that was used when I was in high school and probably junior high. In what year would that have been? Well, I was in I was in ninth grade in like 1983. I was six in ninth. So that what I'm trying to say is Johnson's been around at least since when I was there, and probably uh, it's possible that. then. Sure, sure. We should see if Wikipedia has the. Origin. We'll, we'll, we'll do some research Johnson. and get back to you guys right. next week. Anyway, yeah, we'll, you should post we'll put the it video anyway. in the show notes. We'll it, review it and then we'll it give it. It had me rolling. All right, so for arrogant healthcare marketing, Johnson advertising <laughs> bastards, this is Chris Bevelo, Jackie Ortaco, Adam Meyer. You show when you Johnson.